great future. We're talking real money. We talk real money. Thus the name of the show, Talking Real Money. Hello and welcome to our latest podcast airing whatever date it happens to air sometime in the future. I am Don McDonald, projecting myself into the future along with Tom Cock, who is so stuck in the past, he cannot project himself into the future. He's lucky to project himself into the present. I'm just trying to work on getting into the like the 21st century. I mean, that'd be good for me, right? And we've been here for 23 I years know, now. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm. It's just. It's a <laughs> process. It's a slow process. Doesn't happen in one day. Come on. You know, he week, just like in tw- and he in the late uh, 80s, he got rid of his horse and buggy. It. it <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> He's still milking the cow out in the back 40. Exactly. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to our little get together where we talk about issues that we think are important. We hope you think are important. And uh, we invite you to participate in the show. You can send us questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can call us on Saturdays, every Saturday. You can call us between 3 and 5 p.m. Pacific time or in that time zone Tom likes to refer to the Pacific one. There, there's one. There's a time zone in the Pacific. That's it. Right there. You're swimming and you're in a new time. It's all right there. Noon to two Pacific time, 855-935-TALK. Today, though, we want to talk about one of the two unavoidable things in life, both of which we wish we could avoid. Death and taxes. Okay. Okay. Most days, I'd like to avoid both of them. Every day, I'd like to avoid the second one, as would you. But sometimes, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the saying about noses and faces, sometimes we really do want to cut off our, our yield nose to spite our tax face, or is it tax nose? To, I don't know how that works with taxes. We see it every day in investments. We do. And yeah, yet really. now it's official. Yeah. We actually know what the number is now. How badly you want to avoid taxes you're willing to hurt yourself to do so boy and it's kind of a shocker because um municipal bonds for decades have been a place to invest your money and not have to pay interest or pay taxes on the interest right and so it's a good deal and you don't have to pay interest on the taxes either <laughs> interest well, on unless the you don't file in time exactly that came out really well uh so but this is <laughs> Something that we see all the time where people either get caught up in something where, well, that's a no brainer. I'm going to do municipal bonds or they think, I I don't care. I don't want to pay the tax. I'd rather make less. And as you point out, now the numbers are in and uh, it's shocking. It truly is. This new survey that found the yield of uh, municipal bonds is sufficiently lower, right? That you're, so you're, 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 you're paying there's not a benefit in There's most no tax brackets. There's no yes, benefit to owning tax-free municipal bonds in most tax brackets, unless you're in the absolutely highest bracket. And then the benefit is still negligible. Because the interest ver- between that and what a regular, like a government bond would be is not enough, correct? Correct. It's yeah. the, the, Usually the municipal bonds, the reason municipalities like them is because they're able to bring them to market at lower interest rates. They love that. Well, now the rates are even lower on them because and, people are bidding the prices of the bonds up. And this study found that the yield of municipal bonds was about 15 basis points, 0.15 lower than what would be explained by their favorable tax status. So it's it's that difference means you're paying 
for the pleasure of owning them, correct? And we would say that 0.15% on bonds is a significant, if that was an extra fee, which in essence it is, yep. you're, you're, you're costing yourself an extra 0.15% because you're buying municipal bonds when you don't need them. That We would tell people to move out of one fund into another to avoid that 0.15% because bonds don't yield much to begin with. So you wonder why people have a- often asked us, well, why don't you guys suggest muni bonds? Here's, Here's why. Yeah, it's pretty straight up. And then you get into this aspect that's more important to others than it is to me, because in Washington state, you do not pay. Uh, there's no state income tax. You could argue about what the the, uh, the new capital gains tax is an income tax or not. But in higher tax states, does it work out there, right? Yeah. I mean, for example, my stepfather, when he was alive, uh, was in a high bracket in New York City. About as high as it so gets. You don't. You have federal, you have state and you have city taxes, so he would look for triple tax-free issues. Which meant you're buying local municipal bonds, Buying New York City municipal bonds. Yeah, and then you're alleviating the the, the tax on the interest in three manners. So this is something, again, first of all, you make a very good point on the 0.15. If you're paying more than that for a bond fund, I think you're overpaying anyway. Frankly, one five. It's too high. Number two, you really have to be in a very, 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 very high tax bracket for municipal bonds to make sense in any regard. And number three, I still see people sometimes have uh, municipal bonds in their qualified accounts like IRAs and Roth IRAs. Huge no. mistake. That, yep. Still see it from time to time. No. Who, so, what advisor in his or her no, right these mind? These are people that bought them on their oh, own. Oh, they did it on yep. their own. Yep. Thinking they could avoid taxes Correct. on the avoiding taxes? Yeah. Double exactly. tax avoidance? Yeah. So, it's like having an annuity in an IRA? I'd see what that on a regular basis you? too. Yeah. It's like you're paying for uh-huh. something you don't need to pay for. But because I'm in the business of trying to help you, I looked at other ways you could save on your taxes because there's a lot of people that tell Gosh. us, I just Tom don't want to pay so taxes. Helpful. This is I got up earlier today just to make this happen. Okay, here's oh, one wait, idea. Here's a, here, let me give you one idea. You just do the first thing, and then you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> exactly. It you know, if you do the death thing, there's, there's no tax. Less worry about many things. Um, you can move outside of the United States. The foreign earned income exclusion exempts one hundred and one thousand dollars a year. You got to live outside the U.S. for three hundred thirty of three hundred sixty-five days a year. Okay, that's one. There's one way to say. Okay. Um, another one. You yeah. can renounce your citizenship. Okay. Okay. Um, another one. Here's so another far, one. So far, I'm willing to do. Okay. Ahead, Here's another one. And you know about do. this one. Yeah. You can drill for oil because you get those huge tax benefits for oil exploration, right? I don't know how much oil is there in central Florida, but there's an idea. Uh, well, so far, none. But okay. hey, I could be lucky and be the first one to find it. You never know. Here's a couple other ideas. Now, I don't recommend the first three, and I definitely don't recommend these. Deliberately underreporting or emitting income. <laughs> I mean, that's way to say Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> you go, Cheat uh, on your taxes. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I just read this one in the paper. Guy with a restaurant had uh, two sets of books. One that had CPA written next to it, the other was his set of books, and he uh, mm, false entries, and he's going to be going to prison for a while. Uh, claiming false or overstated deductions on a return. I think that refers to the thing you just mentioned yeah, earlier. That, right? I, I'm sorry. Those are all in the same category. All right. Okay. So I got cheat some on your ones. taxes. Yeah, Do you have right, one that's, that's better than actually, cheat on your this taxes? Is, this is a real one. Now, we just mentioned some people still, for some reason I'd never have understood, put municipal bonds in their qualified accounts. Asset location is an important part of your investments and taxes. In other words, 
keeping the tax inefficient things in qualified accounts like REITs. That does make sense for people to own real estate investment trusts in an IRA or Roth IRA. There's no there's no argument about that. And it makes in a general sense more better tax planning to put things like bonds in your qualified accounts if you can do it and and stocks in your non-qualified. That that's pretty good. And that gets back to the sort of the knowing the basics of taxation, which again I see many people. I think you can still get you can still live off capital gains up to what is it $83,000 a year without paying any tax on it, right? right? right. You, you get that break. Well, as that's long as your area. income is not over because yeah. then you got your modified adjusted gross kicking yep. in there. And-, and here's another one I still don't see many people doing. That is, and now we're heading into the fourth quarter, planning your tax year for either remainder of this year or next year to say, when should I do this? When should I do that? Many people just don't. They wake up one morning and say, I need $50,000 or whatever. They don't plan. And planning will save you money on your taxes better than the other ones I mentioned, and you'll stay out of prison. Um, so, <laughs> which is, you know, sometimes people that's high on their list as well. They don't really want to go to prison. Well, and unless you, you know, you want three meals a day and a roof over your head and, you know, a miserable life. Um, otherwise, no, I, I think I'd like to stay away. Uh, uh, um, do we have questions? Today? I do. I've got several. Yeah. I've got the first one for you. This is a question from okay. Tom to Don. We don't normally do this because, you know, I asked Don a lot of questions early in the day and he looks at me askance. Like, uh, quit, but in this case, to me. exactly. In this case, because that G word we hear so much in this business, it's you guaranteed. Mean, oh, it's guaranteed. guarantee. I yeah. hate the word. I, I do. Because what really is guaranteed? I think it's just the two things you mentioned earlier. Um, but how about guaranteed interest accounts or GICs as they're better known? When is guaranteed not guaranteed when it comes to a guaranteed interest account, Don? Oh, uh, I yeah, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to start a whole rant here, um, a, a rant against the insurance industry, my favorite target of rantosaurusing. Uh, the the insurance industry bandies about the term guaranteed all the time. They love the term guaranteed, and the only way they can get people in our business, in the registered investment advisory business cannot say guaranteed you just did but we can't promise you that something is guaranteed yet the insurance industry gets away with it and i believe it's fiscal murder because it's so misleading a guarantee is not a guarantee unless it is absolute to me guarantee doesn't mean kind of guaranteed if things work out if they go the way we planned but it turns out yeah that that a bunch of employees, well, now former employees of a mm. relatively large company that went bankrupt, known as uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, well, they found out that their guaranteed investment, their gar- the guaranteed interest contracts, their GICs, that were supposed to pay them back a set amount over a set time at a set interest, were not. Yeah, and it's fascinating because see, again, people hear that guarantee; they think it's invested in something that has to pay them that percentage. Well, at the end of the plan, when Bed Bath and, and by the way, I still get some of those coupons. Are those any good? The Bed Bath and Beyond coupons? No, but, even though they, uh, they've been acquired, they just the they just bought the name. Ah, they didn't so buy the not they didn't buy the coupon liability. Yeah. So gigs are they're just a contract, as you said, between you and the insurance company. Well in this case what happened was the plan was terminated. The gigs were sort of cashed in liquidated liquidated and they found out that the stuff that they held in the gigs to pay the guaranteed interest 
was below what they thought it should would be. And then uh, I love this, t- this term from the, the insurance company. Um, it's more accurately characterized as an adjustment. Due to right, current it's an market, adjustment. Yeah. Due to mm-hmm. due to current market conditions, the adjustment unfortunately is negative. I guess that means it went so it so when they had to sell the stuff to pay the guarantee that was lower than they thought and they didn't be they were unable to meet their the interest at which people thought they were getting. So I think it was about a ten percent haircut from what the article says. Did now I want to ask everyone listening, every single person listening, think about this for a minute. If somebody uh pitching you a financial product says it is guaranteed. What do you immediately think? What do you think? You think it's safe, that you can't lose because it's guaranteed. Well, the guarantee in this case, in these cases, is only as good as the company making the guarantees or the securities backing up the guarantees. And what this illustrates so perfectly is what insurance companies are doing with your money when they say, well, we're going to pay you X. They're investing it trying to get Z, which is the 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 difference between X and Z. We They hope is more, but if it turns out to be less, are they on the hook for it? No. Not if they can avoid it. No. no. I'm sure there'll be a lawsuit from all this. Absolutely. But uh, all they said was the securities we held aren't worth what they would have been needed to be worth to pay this off. You're terminating the plan. It's over. So, And that's one of the reasons why we say when you call us and you go, well, I have a guaranteed uh, interest con- contract with my employer. We try to let you know that, the the yeah, the yield looks better than you can get on a bond fund. It does. It looks better. And they say it's guaranteed. It can't go down. But the reality is there are almost always loopholes that can be exploited and they're always going to be to your detriment all right another question this one comes from old hickory tennessee sounds old like a fun hickory. place to, wait sounds like a place, wait, wait a minute uh that, that's like uh that's andrew jackson country or it something, sounds like it, it yeah, it's yeah from ginger and old, old hickory. hickory yeah hi ginger uh ginger writes i received a prospectus supplement from vanguard detailing a plan of reorganization the uh, below is the VTSAX and the new fund. What does this mean? Does this change VTSAX? Thank you for any understanding you can provide because the VTSAX is the total market, correct? I think it is. Uh, and VT, it's, it's the total US. Total US. VTSAX. VTWAX, I think. Well, let yeah, me look VT it up. VTWAX would be the global. The but, global, right. But she says yeah, that's re- the- she's quoting here each reorganization expected to occur in the second half of 2023. Shareholders of each fund will receive shares of corresponding class and new fund center. I don't think this is meaningful in any way. No, I wouldn't worry. I, I, I don't even know what it is. Um, a plan of reorganization. Yeah, I'm trying to this, you see. This is how soon I get the questions. I get them he right. He gets as, them right, on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. On the fly. Oh, and they're doing it to um, a number of funds. They're doing it to VTSAX. They're doing it to the Let's 500 with index. A new term. Reorganization has a negative connotation to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, um, um, I don't think it's anything. I, I think it has something to do with the way it, they're, they're, they're moving it. It's a different kind of a trust account. So, But I don't think it means anything to shareholders. As a matter of fact, I would be shocked. Uh, I think it's probably just a bookkeeping thing. It's a housekeeping thing. 
as no, most I would absolutely yeah. not worry about it. No, okay. no, no, right. no, no. Ginger, you if Vanguard did something significant, they would, uh, they would, they would really catch it. Not just from all of us, but probably from regulators too. I think you're okay. Yeah, I think you're okay. So go but back to joining okay? your life question. in Old Hickory, Tennessee. That just sounds like a fun place to go, you know? Old Hickory. Hmm. Well, it sounds, if you're interested in history, yeah. probably. Old or Hickory. Bourbon? Bourbon, Bourbon, Kentucky. <laughs> I've been to Bourbon, Kentucky. Bourbon That's, land, I, the Bourbon I, Trail. I think I'd get there and never get out. I think I'd be one oh, of those Oh, that was like a wonderful, that was loop. a wonderful trip. That really can, was a wonderful from what trip. what you can remember? Sure, why not? No, you know, it was only sips. It was really, we were okay. very, we were Starts very, with very good sip, about it. We did, we party. did end up in an RV in, um. One little town, um, I can't remember the name of the town now. It's escaping me. It's a town where uh, Abraham Lincoln used to live with his dad. Uh, in fact, we were eating. We were eating lunch in the in a tavern where Abraham Lincoln ate lunch regularly with his father. Wow. And well, not regularly, they were poor. But anyway, they ate there. And um, <laughs> and we're looking out the window. And suddenly the sky turns dark and the swirling wind comes right down the street as we're watching a tornado. What? Come right down the street in this little Kentucky town, knock the power out to the restaurant and get the, <laughs> this is a money, it's a money thing. Yeah. Uh, that took down their point of sale system. <laughs> so you couldn't. So they didn't. For- they didn't know how to. They didn't know how to ring up. See, they still had manual credit right. card they things. They could didn't do. know how to do it. But nobody knew how to do the math. Oh, we couldn't None add up twenty three plus forty seven up plus- the tickets. Oh, so sake. Debbie, my wife, is sitting there doing the math by hand on all. She said, "I'll give them to me. I'll do it." She'll you know? do it and too. She, and she did. And I was like, she her. did the math on all the handwritten tickets because <laughs> the employees didn't know how to do the math. Longhand math. That's kind yeah. of tricky. If the computer and a lost didn't arc. do it, then mm. they were at a loss. That's horrible. All right. Well, it, it all funny. ended up well. And so. then we went back. We drove our, our RV because it was a drive RV, not a trailer. We drove it back to our RV park, which was, it was like Stephen Foster or something. Something to do with that. It was a really gorgeous place. And uh, the trailer or the RV right next to us, the back bedroom was crushed by a tree. Wow. Just That's wiped scary. out right next to where we we were parked. Wow, okay. that was that was a an exciting trip. I'm glad you're still here, partner. That makes yeah. me a little nervous. Yeah, so. that was a long time Good. Right. Anyway, uh, thank you all for being there. We so appreciate your presence and your well, your past too, and your future. And I hope it looks better after listening to this podcast. Of course. And uh, please, if you need some help. We are not kidding when we say we actually give away free stuff. We give free help to people, free, no obligation, no high-pressure sales pitch. This is not one of those free consultation. Oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll, well here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to look your portfolio over, and then we're going to tell you you have to come back and pay us a lot of money later. No. I mean, if you want us to manage your money, you have to pay us. But you want help? We'll give it to you for free. You just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the Meet an Advisor button there ah, we go ah, he nailed it see i know close. not only not only can he uh, talk money but he now knows buttons see he's moving closer and closer to the 21st century inch by inch. internet tom internet all right thanks for being there i'm don that guy's tom talking real money 
you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.